Welcome to Relaunch, the real estate podcast focused on helping you find your success in real estate. My name is Lauren Cooper. I am an active real estate sales representative just north of Toronto, Canada. The whole purpose of this podcast is to bring you actionable content by interviewing the best of the best in this business, helping to take you from zero to hero in your real estate career. Welcome, Ado Topus, from Agent Locator to the show today, Relaunch Podcast. That is Real Estate Launch Podcast, for those that don't know. Uh, Ado is our first non-real estate agent guest, so welcome, buddy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm first at something. That's awesome. (laughs) It's always a good feeling. It is. You know what? I always got picked last in soccer and football and stuff like that, so it it feels great to to geek out on on what I really love to geek out on, which is technology. So thank you so much for having me on, uh, Lauren. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for taking the time. So give us a a brief little overview of who you are, uh, what your company is all about, and then we'll get into some deep dives in terms of web strategy, websites, online lead generation, and the such. Perfect. Thank you so much. So I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit to kind of give you guys a little bit of an idea of who I am and where, what I've done over the last eight or so years, uh, specifically for the real estate market, just to kind of give you a little bit of a broader idea for those that don't know. Um, I've been I've been a geek my entire life. I've, I've <laughs> embraced who I am. Yeah, I've, I've loved it. You know, I've loved computers from the get go. I've uh, graduated from Sheridan College uh, for computer science programming, worked in the States, um, Worked for a company, got bought out, you know, got paid some money, started my own stuff. Um, and about eight, nine years ago, um, I got into real estate. And when I got into real estate, I didn't get into making websites or making CRM systems. Um, I got into generating leads for real estate agents. So what happened was I approached a real estate agent and said, you know, what do I need to do uh, to get your business? You know, what, what are you missing? What is it out there that you need? And he said to me specifically, he said, you know, I know who you are. I know the stuff you've done over the last little while with marketing. So he said, if you can get my clients to go to you, all the agents are going to flock to you. And I'm like, wait a second, that's interesting. So that's when eight years ago, the lead generation aspect kicked in. So what I did back then is I sold leads on a lead per lead basis. If you remember back then, Market Leader was in, was in the game fairly big. They, they did it for a while. They were selling leads, you know, for 35 bucks a lead, both sellers and buyers. Um, there were some other players in the game as well. So um, I got into it. I started selling leads. It, it, honestly, I was the only guy in the company. Um, I would probably call about 400 agents a day, literally myself, just to, you know, I, what, first what I did is I generated 100 leads and um, I called those 100 leads myself just to see what they're like. You know, is this something that agents can actually work with? Um, now, one of the things that you guys don't know about me is I've, while I was always studying computer programming, and, and, and to be able to make money and make a life, at least for that time period, I always I was always in sales. So I did cold calling, uh, I, you know, call, calling people to sell uh, ink cartridges. Um, I, I did retention for a while. So I had a sales background um, that really helped me. If I honestly didn't have a sales background, I would not have been able to be in this place because I, I built what I built, but then I sold it myself and then created what we created now. So calling a bunch of agents, getting them on, I got about 70 agents on board buying these leads. Um, out of those 70 agents, I would say 30 absolutely loved it and 40, 40 of them wanted to cut my head off and <laughs> <laughs> literally, so that, this is what happened immediately after selling it. And then, you know, I've got 30 of these guys praising me saying this is the most wonderful thing in the world and 40 of them, you know, I'm like, I can't establish a business off of 40 people being completely upset. So I called every single one in the back. Um, in fact, our first client who canceled his service, um, I'll name him because I know he loves me, Manny Verk. 
uh, out of ramp that he got on. Uh, he failed with internet leads, and then uh, he got back on after getting coached and absolutely killed it. Um, but so after I figured out 40 of them failed, I called every single one of them, and I, I wanted to find out, okay, what did we, what happened? You know, I, I want to know what happened, what what went wrong, uh, only to find out that I would say 90% of them never called one lead. Um, so their expectation right off the bat was they're going to get these leads. These leads are going to sell right off the bat. Um, you know, they're going to call them, they're going to contact them. And that failed, obviously, because the leads needed to be called. Um, so what I did back then was I implemented an ISA service immediately. I had eight people calling these leads. So when the leads were coming in, uh, they were actually calling them for them because finding out that agents don't want to do this themselves. I did it and I started it. Um, and we did that for eight months. All until Rico served us with a cease and desist order. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember that, or do you, do you know? About I wasn't. That? No, I didn't know about that. Uh, we didn't know each other until after that. Um, okay. But yeah, I I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, they served us with that cease and desist order. And here's the thing: I got lucky, um, primarily because when I first got into it, I I hired an ex mortgage agent. This was an older lady. She was my first hire for that uh, ISA department. Um, who absolutely loved talking on the phone. Like she was bored at home. She needed a thing to do. And then I needed somebody in at that time. She trained the, all the people we brought on board. And knowing uh, real estate, knowing mortgages, it really helped. Now, where we went wrong completely is we talked shop. You know, she would get into the conversation. She would absolutely, you know, get into a conversation with these leads about real estate, about the market, about mortgages, about everything, which obviously is something that we cannot do. Right. Um, and, we, we had to stop the entire operation, not because we were at fault. Um, you know, we, we had a lawyer come in, look at our operation, and said, you guys are fine. You're, you're, not, you're not taking leads out uh, to show properties. You're not doing anything like that. However, your clients are at fault um, for using unlicensed people to solicit business. So we had to stop the entire qualification aspect of it. Um, and that hurt. That hurt primarily because we got a bunch of clients on for eight months. We were, they were happy. We had clients coming in saying, I love what you guys are doing. This is incredible. I want to bump it up. You know, I want to pay these people that are qualifying our leads a little bit on the side to kind of get them to do a better job in our leads. Um, and we had to stop all that because of the fact that it was not legit. Um, and then what I started doing is I started developing software to assist with that qualification aspect of it. How do I automate things that, that, that can be automated? Um, and then how do I also teach agents to do what we did on the qualification aspect of it to, to get them to do what they're supposed to do. So um, that's kind of the background. That's where I came from. That's how I started. That's how I got into the website business. That's how I got into the CRM business um, is because of a need that was there. And uh, that's how I fulfilled it. Yeah. Fantastic. Wow. I had no idea. Well, it's very interesting and it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. So let's talk a little bit. Um, this, this show is really geared towards agents that are just starting out that really are overwhelmed with everything. And, you know, it, especially if we just look at the digital aspect of the business, everyone tells yep. them you need to do this, you need to do that. And it is incredibly overwhelming. So well, let's Hard. break it down as simply as we possibly can. Let's just talk about websites right now. In okay. most companies that you're involved in, there's a corporate website that you have kind of like yep. a, a digital business card, so to speak. Um, how effective or ineffective is something like that? And I'd like to talk about that compared to uh, companies that are out there like yours that offer um, a templated website. Yep. And then okay. I'd also like to throw in to make it even more complicated, uh, a WordPress style website. Yep. So one awesome. at a time. <laughs> the difference. Yeah. So here, here's my here's my bottom kind of um, 
decision, if I was a realtor, if I came into this business and um, I had a limited budget on what I can do, truthfully, I wouldn't spend any money on lead generation. I wouldn't spend any money on a really crazy website. The first thing that I would do, knowing what I know now, um, is get on the phone and call 500 people, call, cold call 500 people. So to establish myself and to start making some money, I'm, I have a limited budget. I can't do what I got to do. I have time. If I don't have money, I should have time. If I have money, I can use that money to, to buy me time and buy me what I need and buy me these leads that I need to make it easier for me. But if I don't have the money, I most certainly have the time to do what I need to do. So the first thing that I would suggest to every new person who gets into the business um, is if, if you're honestly not comfortable cold calling people when you get into this and you have no money, get out of real estate. It's that simple. It is it is. How are you – if you're expecting to make money and make, uh, do business off of friends and family and that's the reason why you got into real estate, get out of real estate. You're not <laughs> going to succeed. It's that simple. Um, it, is, it is just – it's not going to work because you're only going to ruin your fr fr uh, friendships. You're going to ruin your family. Um, you can't expect your family and friends to hire somebody who just got into real estate. You cannot expect that. That's not a, that's not something. What? And here's another thing. And I'm I'm coming out here. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm do it. All the frustration that I've had over the years <laughs> of agents getting into this for the wrong reasons, honestly, for the wrong reasons. Um, so, if if you if you're not comfortable picking up the phone and calling somebody who you've never talked to before, um, and you have no money to advertise to get business in from from a branded perspective or from a lead generation, even from a lead generation perspective, you're going to talk to a lot of people who don't want to talk to you. Uh, so if that's the route that that you've picked um, and you don't have that money, truthfully, just there's there's better jobs out there for you. Um, so that's that's number one. I mean, being comfortable with with getting out there, being comfortable with rejection. Rejection is 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 key in in any sales oriented business, uh, especially in real estate, because you are working for yourself. Um, Self-motivation. If, if you're not a, a person that's self-motivated, um, if, if you don't have the drive, uh, finding there's there's a lot of groups on, on, on uh, Facebook that are real estate groups. Find an accountability partner. Find somebody who you can both push. Set a date that you are going to both get together on a, on a Monday morning, Tuesday morning, regardless. You're going to get together and then start making calls together. Um, have, a, have a race who's going to get to first 100 calls and then see what the results of those calls are and then talk about the objection handling, You know what happened in your calls that, 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 that the other person might be able to assist you with. So this is now – this is on somebody who, who is brand new into business, doesn't have the money um, and needs to make money. Honestly, yeah. that, that to me I, I think is probably one of the fastest ways that I can start making money off of, off of real estate. Um, without expecting my friends and family to do business with me because I, I will not expect my friends and family to do business with me. Um, so that's, that's, I think, for somebody who just got into the business and, and uh, forget about the website. Forget about – your website is not going to make you money. Your website – the website you have with your brokerage is probably – not probably is 100% okay for you because it, it's not making you money. It's not getting you leads. It's not there to make any business for you. It's just there to be an online business card. So what that business card looks like to you really doesn't matter because all they're doing to get to you is to find your information and find your contact info. That's all they're doing for you. They're not they're, the, your website is not going to make you money. So WordPress, you know, honestly, what I would do is go for the least expensive option that's out there. 
Um, now, there is a little bit of a difference with some of these providers that are out there. There's, there's, you know, providers that you can get for 99 bucks one-time fee and and not pay anything monthly, um, and it's just a basic website that has your basic info. In fact, you can go Wix. Wix.com, I believe, is free. Is it? Is it free? Yeah, there's a paid option as well, but Wix is free, and there's another one that's popular. Um, what is it? Wix and. Uh... Uh, it'll come there was to another me. one. Yeah, I've seen yeah, I've yeah. seen the ads on there. So that's that's you know you don't have to have listings on your site when you first start off. You truly don't. Weebly, Weebly's the other one. Weebly, yes. Yeah. Uh, so you don't you know the the only difference between having one of these providers that have listings on the website and that's where you start paying monthly um, is for for you to have listings on your website. Now, if you're brand new in real estate, you don't necessarily need that. Again, it's not going to make you money. Um, it, it, even if you go WordPress and you have a fully custom website you've designed, you've probably spent, you know, a thousand or two thousand or three thousand dollars on that website. Um, that's not going to make you money. It, it, you know, it's not going to get the if you build it, they're not coming. Nobody's coming. Well, not right away. Anyway, it's it's definitely a long term play. If you were to do a content strategy and such, it takes a while for that to pick up. But I wanted to interject for a second because you were talking sure. about if somebody comes into the business and they're not comfortable making calls, um, they should get out of the business. I'm. I agree with you to a point. It's not the calls necessarily. You don't have to make calls. You can go knock on doors. You can go networking with people, but you right. have to speak to people. And in order to do that, you got to, you know, get out there and get out be of your comfortable. Comfort get out of your comfort, out of your comfort, comfort zone. zone. And the accountability partner is great because you're always going to face similar questions, similar objections. Absolutely. So you don't necessarily have to uh, memorize every script under the sun, but just certain phrases, certain ways to turn things that make sense. And uh, that's a great help. So yes, get out there, speak to 500 people any way you're comfortable doing it, that you will Absolutely. do it consistently. I agree with that. So whether it be networking, whether it be parties, some people, honestly, I'm not a party guy. I wouldn't. I would rather get on the phone and call a thousand people and go to a party and and you know chit chat with a thousand people. Um, that's just who I am, and I'm sure that you know everybody's a little different. So if you like that kind of stuff, then hey, that's what you do. That's how you network. That's how you meet people that might be potentially looking to buy real estate. But in any way, shape, or form, it does. You know, you do have to step a little bit out of your, out of your comfort zone. Yes. Even though I don't like meeting a thousand people in a in, in a club environment. Um, I had to get out of my comfort zone when I had to call, you know, hundreds and thousands of agents to get to buy my service. Um, and similar fashion, similar way that a real estate agents in, out there are are doing the same thing. Now, another option, another option I think that's uh, that's very interesting for for brand new agents is to join a team. Is simply join a team. Uh, they're going to teach you a lot about the business. They're going to teach you. Uh, they're going to feed you to a certain degree, but also they're going to be your accountability. Uh, uh, kind of partner to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do to get them business. Uh, but at the same time, don't look at it from a perspective of what are you making from them? Uh, look at it, what you're learning and what is the benefit? Because you wouldn't have that structure had you not been part of that team who's gone through a complete structure, you know, through a coaching program, whatever it may be. So that's definitely another option. I think that would be very interesting. Um, that would cost them absolutely nothing because I'm, I'm guessing even the teams to certain perspective even cover their desk fees in, in the brokerage you're in just so they can kind of get them on board. So that's that's definitely one other option for, for these new agents out there. Yep, that's a solid option as well. You walk into a, a team that has systems in place, that has scripts and, and things that can get them comfortable and, like you said, a built-in accountability partner, and they can really show them the rope. So that's another option. But uh, whether they're in a team or going solo um, – we talked about that corporate website, let's say, in terms of branding. Because people, like it or not, you meet somebody, they're going to check you out. They're going to Google you. 
Yeah. It's going to happen. Absolutely. So you yeah. have to have some sort of presence online. You don't necessarily have to invent or invest thousands and thousands of dollars, but um, it has to be somewhat adequate. Nice looking. I mean, if, if you have a website that's that's from the 80s and, and somebody finds your website and looks at it, they might not feel as comfortable with you because they might feel that you're in the past. Um, and that's that's just some of these websites don't look as nice as others. And that's the only, I think, from, from a, um, a, pre- a presence of, of, of a design, um, that's the only thing. But honestly, Weebly has some really incredible looking websites for free. Uh, that 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 would impress even me when I go to the, go to some of them. So um, definitely an option. So the only thing that I question is if you go ahead with a, a Weebly, Wix site, or maybe your corporate site. I mean, there everyone talks about uh, SEO and SEO juice and this and that. And if you're going to be putting in some sort of effort and some sort of content strategy long term, it's yep. more worthwhile to invest it in certain platforms over others. No. So uh, and the reason why. Um, is the content strategy created in Weebly is SEO. Uh, all the Weebly websites, all, all the all the Wix websites are SEO friendly. So when I say SEO friendly, the only thing that you need to have in, in, in a website is number one, that it's responsive. Now it has to actually be responsive because Google has decided to remove websites completely who are not mobile friendly. Um, and then the other aspect of it has to be is that the, the URLs are cacheable, meaning that when I go to that URL, Google has the ability to take the content of that page and the URL on that page and actually cache it in their search engines. Those are the only primary things that any provider um, has to establish for their, for their people that are using the website. Now, the, the actual SEO, the, the search engine optimization that's done, uh, there's different factors to it. But the primary ones are entirely up to the agent and up to the person who's owning that website. So number one, content, you know, writing unique content. Um, if, if you want to go the SEO strategy, you know, a lot of times uh, agents try to figure out what do I write about? You know, how, how am I going to sit there and figure out what am I going to write about? There's, there's so many different ways that you can do this. Number one, open up a real estate magazine. Open up a, a newspaper that talks about the real estate market. Look at what they're talking about. Rewrite it in your own words. Reference it back to them. It's fine. Um, and you've got lots of top, topics you can talk about there. Uh, second option is you guys have a lot of communities that you're working in, a lot of smaller pockets. There is a bunch of townhouses in, here, in, in a specific area. So I can write about uh, townhomes in Glen Abbey, right? Uh, and and I've, got, I've got a topic I can write about. That's one. I can write about detached homes in Glen Abbey. So what do I write about them? I can write about what the market has been, where it's been going, how it's been going, how many houses have sold them in the area, what they're selling for. Uh, you know, get into depth. What kind of businesses are in that area? Those are all things that you can write about. Um, and th- that those are kind of subjects that you can go on. Now, when we talk about choosing a provider to begin with and saying that I, I'm going to lose all of my all of my ranking if I move to a different provider, it truly isn't true because all the content you have on Weebly, all the content you have on any of the providers out there can be moved onto a different provider. It just has to be done in a smart way. Um, it has to be done either through 301 redirects um, or it has to copy the same URL. So when you move to the new provider, the URL structure has to say the same so that Google doesn't lose those uh, URLs that it had before. That's all that you would have to do when you're moving from one, one provider to another. So if your URL is realestate123.com, let's say, yep. um, then you would then redirect that or uh, re... Well, you're, you're probably going to keep the same domain name. So you're not going to, you know, if you're in Weebly on realestate123.com and you move to agent locator, your domain name is going to stay the same. The only thing that a lot of times changes based on provider is the structure of the URL. So if your article currently is on realestate123.com slash glenabbytownhomes.html, 
when you move to ours, uh, our uh, service, our URL structure isn't like that. So our URL structure for that would be, you know, realestate123.com slash community slash, uh, you know, uh, Glen Abbey townhomes slash. There's no HTML. So the URL changes. Okay. That's what creates the problem for the search engine because when the search engine has realestate123.com slash Glen Abbey townhomes.html, when it tries to look for that page when it's on the new website, it's a 404. It's a not found. Right? So then the Google doesn't know where where is this content now? It just thinks now the content is gone. So now it removes that from the cache. If it was ever ranked anywhere before, it's no longer going to be ranked. So what we do when we move that website over is we check your historical Google Analytics to find out what are the pages that have actually had traffic. And then we do one of two things. We either do a 301. A 301 is telling Google this URL that used to be here before is no longer here. However, you can find this page here. So it tells them the new URL. So it automatically then redirects over to the new new URL for that page. And there's no uh, penalty, so to speak, in Google's eyes for that? No, no. In fact, we just did it to our website, agentlocator.ca. Um, we, we were, I had my website on my really old platform. Um, and then I moved it to my new platform and we had all of our pages, uh, were, were in different URLs. So, um, I, I went in and looked at what's the best way to do it. Honestly, wanted to change the URL structure anyway. I created a list of 301 redirects. And to this day, we actually now have more traffic than we did prior to when we had the website on the old URL structure. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So We've talked about uh, websites a little bit. Now let's just talk about the templated website idea. And the only difference you mentioned is that, well, there's an IDX feed, which which pulls in all of the different listings from your board, right? Yep. What else? What are what are the other advantages or disadvantages of that? Uh, let's see. I mean, the advantages of having, for example, uh, our platform compared to a platform that doesn't have some of the functionalities, uh, so can I share my screen? Can we do that? Or Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, okay. Now, this so, is only going to be for the YouTube feed, not for the podcast. But if you're listening to the podcast, check out the video on YouTube. It as well. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's a, a plug for that one as well. Um, but well, I'll explain it as well while I'm, while I'm kind of sharing the screen so that everybody kind of gets an idea of what I'm talking about. So let me go in here. Where's that share screen? Let's share that screen. So... When it comes to some of the providers that are specifically real estate based, and I'm going to be biased here as, as much as I can, uh, us, agent locator, <laughs> um, some of the functionality that we're going to have that some of these other websites might ha- not have are specific to real estate agents. Um, and they're not just specific to real estate agents. They're actually, when we created things like this, this landing page is what we call a nosy neighbor landing page. Uh, when we created these landing pages, I looked at, how do I help my clients? And what I mean by help my clients is I've seen agents and consistently, even to this day, send pre-compiled junk to their clients on a consistent basis. So they, they take a newsletter that uh, somebody creates for them and they mass email that newsletter to every single client in their database. And now I ask them, why are you doing that? What's the point? You know, wh- wh- where is the benefit to that? And they're like, well, I want to tell these guys that I'm still a realtor. And, you know, these guys enjoy the fact that when the season comes around and I'm telling them they should shut off their shut off their water taps so that they're not, you know, they're not going to have water leaks in, in, in the, the summer or, you know, they're not going to have pipes broken. And I said, that's wonderful. But why are you sending it to all these thousand condo owners that you have? Right. So they're, they're not they're they're not dis- distinguishing 
the value. If I'm a condo owner, I truly don't care about the, the what happens in, in the winter as far as a, a home goes. Maybe later if I'm looking to buy a home, maybe there's some care there. But when I analyze some of these newsletter um, services out there, I, what I really looked at, there's a YouTube video on my channel about it where I actually go in detail back to 2015, I believe, all the way to 2018, showing the open rate on the database that, that hasn't really had a lot more people added, but the open rate just kept going down and down and down and down. And the reason for that is because people started adding spam and they don't continuously open that those emails because they there's a portion of the database that values it, but there's also a portion of the database that truly doesn't care about what you're sending. And so, this is, we are talking specifically about uh, email digital newsletters here. Correct. Okay. Correct. So uh, you're suggesting then is rather than sending them generic stuff that they just don't care about, send them information that's relevant to them, f such as uh, this example right here. So when a neighbor comes exactly. up for sale, then they get that information. Exactly. So the, the concept behind uh, this page is, is that primarily because I wanted to figure out what is it out there that I can send to your client that not only when they get it, um, they would actually like it, but they would value it. And they'd say, oh, my God, this is this is awesome. Thank you for sending it. Where now you're instead of creating junk, you're creating value to them. So if you think about this, when how this works, let me first explain how it works, how this uh, page works is when any of your clients are set up on it. Uh, what our system will do is it will automatically uh, start sending notifications to people when properties in this area are uh, for sale or when are sold. So on the Toronto Real Estate Board, we have this uh, access to sold data. We're also going to notify them when a property sells. So we're going to get their first and last name, phone number, email address. And if I am your lead, uh, I'm going to get an email from you when a property comes on that area saying, hey, Otto, there's a new property in your area. Here's all the property info. Here's a picture. Here's everything you need to see. It's coming from you, um, and when I look at that property, you can actually see that I've been active and looked at that property. Now, let's kind of roll back a little bit, and let's, let's think about the psychology behind this. Over a period of time, when I see a property go for sale, I know for a fact that Lauren is going to email me that property and send me a notification. So I'm thinking about Lauren at the most crucial time that I can think about Lauren, which is when I think about real estate, I think Lauren. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. That makes this, sense. Yeah. So this, this, you know, this specific landing page, just this one landing page creates so much more value for your existing clients and not just your clients. It also, anybody can be placed on this, uh, you know, friends and family, when you think about it, they also want to know what properties around them are selling for. What better way for you to establish yourself, um, as, as somebody with valued information than somebody who can set them up on this. Cause believe me, they care when that prop for sale sign goes up on, on, on the street, Lauren, I'm sure you've been in real estate for long enough. You've had a, a call or two from a client saying, hey, Lauren, what's the property selling for? Exactly. They all care. They all want to know what the properties are selling for. So this landing page by itself, um, if you really truly look at the value, if, if you know, we're, we charge $59.95 a month for the service that we have. Is that Canadian mm -hmm. or U.S.? That's both. Okay. Uh, if you're Canadian, you're paying Canadian. If you're U.S., you're paying U.S. Gotcha. Um, and uh, that includes a website, uh, IDX website. That includes um, a CRM system as well, free to use. Uh, it includes all the landing pages that we have. The only thing that this doesn't include is our lead generation platform. So we have a different lead generation platform that costs an extra $99 a month. Uh, or if you're buying just a lead generation platform, the cost is $158.95 a month uh, for the full platform. Okay. All right. Good to know. In terms of... Uh 
quote-unquote templated websites. Uh, the advantage of, of that over something else is that all the extras that come along with it, all the extra tools and capabilities that come along with it, and it's fairly user-friendly as opposed to something like WordPress, which will, if you're not doing it yourself, it's going to cost a ton of money to get somebody to do it for you. Um, or if you are doing it yourself, it can get pretty complex. Yeah. Um, when you go to the providers, um, especially real estate uh, providers, they they cover everything for you. So there's, there's you know, our, our motto um, in, in my company here is that I understand salespeople are salespeople. Um, and they, they truly shouldn't be um, doing a lot of technical things because if they can spend more time selling, they're going to make more money. Um, essentially. So the idea with us and the other aspect of, of, of what we've done um, over the last eight years, I've learned if I teach you how to do something on our platform when it comes to editing your website, adding a blog, doing this or doing that, you do it today, um, you're going to forget it in the next six months because you're not going to do it in the next six months. So what we actually started doing as well, um, and this has been going on for over five years, is anything that takes us less than 20 minutes to do, we'll do for free. So that means you never have to edit your website. If you want to do something to your website, shoot an email to our support department. They're going to do it for you. Um, you don't have to remember how to do this. You don't have to remember how to use the content management system. You don't have to remember how to edit, add a picture, remove a picture. We'll do all that for you. That's excellent. Excellent yeah, value add for sure. All right. So we've touched on websites now. Everyone out there is screaming because they hear all the huge agents out there and their systems. And most of them have an online lead generation uh, system involved in, in as an aspect of generating business. So let's talk about that for a little bit. Um, what are online leads typically? I mean, how are they generated? Um, okay, so the the there's really two primary ways to generate internet leads. Um, one is search, and the other is social. So search, for example, is when somebody is on Google searching for homes for sale in Thornhill. Um, that's the you know somebody who's actually has an intent. Now we don't know whether they're actually looking to buy immediately. We don't know that they, you know, that they just start. Um, in fact, majority of these online needs are typically at the very beginning stage of the buying process. If you really think about, go back to the psychology of somebody. What in the world are they doing in Google, searching for homes for sale in Thornhill? So when we really look at it on, on, a, on a larger scale, they just thought about buying a home in a specific area. They wanted to see what homes are selling for there, so they jump online to see. Um, and that's that's majority of internet leads and that's understanding why internet leads close at a very small percentage um, is because of the fact that they're at the very beginning. So we're going to keep that as a thought until later on when we talk about lead conversion. What does it take to convert these internet leads? Because right. it's very important, very important for you to know the expectation of your leads that are coming in so that you know how to work them. That's, that's one of the most important things that you can know. Uh, the second aspect is social. So uh, the idea of the social is that we're advertising on Facebook as an example to everybody who lives in Thornhill um, or lives in Toronto and saying, find homes for sale in Thornhill at a specific range. Um, and people are filling out that form and then getting into your CRM system to to work those leads. Those are those are Internet leads in an essence. Another way that I like to explain Internet leads is saying, um, Lauren, have you done cold calling before? Have you have you done it yourself? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have tried everything that under the sun with real estate. Yeah. So uh, you ask me, I've done it. <laughs> awesome. So cold calling, when you really look at it, did you have a strategy when you were cold calling? Were you cold calling people who lived in their homes at least more than five years? Okay. So uh, when I first started, I was introduced to the idea of cold calling. And what I did was I just basically um, picked up 
the the do not call list so you make sure you didn't get in trouble and uh, you call streets in a particular area and i was looking at turnover rates in in an area and if it matched what i was looking for i would just randomly pick up the phone and call and yeah. uh and that was it and that was quite a while ago uh, i don't do that use that strategy anymore but um so yes i have experience with it <laughs> it's, it's a way to establish business i mean here look at it this way and and it, if you've been in business long enough and if you have a database of you know i don't know let's say two three hundred four hundred people you know you worked with in the past you would be absolutely insane to not work your database and to work internet leads or cold call because Truthfully, you're going to make more money from the database that you have because of the referrals you're going to create because of the people that you already know um, than to work on getting establishing new people at a larger basis. So after a while, um, you, you are going to start shifting your focus from the things that used to work for you to working on things that are easier to do because there's going to be an easier way for you to get a referral from your past client than it is to get a new client on board. So from your perspective, I can understand why, you know, some of the things you might have given up after a little while. Um, but the best way, I mean, one of the ways that I've explained Internet leads um, is saying to people, if I was to tell you, um, instead of calling the street that you're calling um, when you're cold calling, I'm going to hand you 100 people who have no idea that you're going to call them. Uh, but we know that they were online looking for homes. That's the best way that I can explain internet leads. Um, they, they, when an internet lead comes in, they, that's not a lead that's raised their hand saying, Lauren, give me a call. Uh, that's a lead that's, that's been forced to submit their info in order to continue browsing through listings. And that's what lead generation is. Um, that's what lead generation has been for the entire time. In fact, um, when we started uh, internet lead generation a while back, and we've been doing it for a while, we had one client in particular that said to us, um, I, don't, I don't care about the quantity of leads. I care more about quality of leads. What I want you to do is I want you to disable all of the lead generation functionality on my website. And I want these people to browse through as many listings as they possibly can and let them contact me when they're good and ready. Okay. We spent $50,000 on that campaign. This is a huge team. Uh, I can't name the name. Uh, however, they did both. They did uh, the lead gen aspect of it where they were forcing people. And then for, for a good time, out of, I think it was eight months or so, we did a campaign where we were not forcing people. Guess which one they make more money from? The forced registration. The forced registration. Simply because more people filled out the form. So um, let, let me stop you for a second and clarify to those that aren't familiar with what forced registration, registration even means. For example, if somebody sees a property, 123 Main Street online, and it directs to your website, well, let's say they open it up and they can only see maybe two pictures and then it asks for uh, you to register for more yes. information. Is that something you're that talking is correct. about? That is correct. So it's, it's essentially uh, we're, we're going to block some of the functionality that they need in order to continue, continue browsing through listings in order to get them to sign up. Um, there, there's also, there's also, I mean, for example, with the Toronto real estate board, um, the VOW is on a forced registration platform, meaning that I can't show you a listing that's on the VOW unless you register. So that's another reason why we can get people to register to our website, because I can say, Lauren, if you're looking for a home on a website, um, unless you register, you're not actually seeing all the properties that are currently available. You have to register to be able to see all the properties. So there is a benefit to it as well to registering. Um, not just the benefit isn't simply that the agent is going to get your info. You're also going to be able to see all the properties. Now, let me play devil's advocate for a minute. And I'm, Absolutely. I'm 
Joe West out there. And uh, you can tell I've been watching The Flash. So that's a character on The Flash. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. uh, so I'm, I'm some guy named Joe West. I'm looking at properties, 123 Main Street. I'm stuck. I can't get the information. Why wouldn't I just hop to another website that will give me the information? Certainly. I, and, and it happens. It happens. I mean, when we look at the actual conversion rate on the websites, when the form pops up, and, and I've asked this in front of a room of a thousand people, you know, asking them how many people here, when they see that form come up, simply leave. And majority of the people raise their hand saying they're going to leave. So when we look at the actual conversion rate, um, it's depending on the website. We're, we're seeing conversion rates from anywhere from 6% up to about 15, 16% of the traffic actually leaves their info. So not everybody's going to leave their info. Now, the difference, Lauren, is um, they either leave their info being forced or they don't leave their info at all. So if you're paying for that traffic, if you're spending money to get people to your website and they're not leaving their info, you can't work them. You can't close them. So you might as well force. And then, you know, obviously we're going to have some people that are not going to be happy about it. They're going to back off. They're going to go away. Yep. And then it's another hoop that they have to jump through, which further qualifies them as a prospect anyway in some respects because if they're willing to leave their information then the information is important to them and then there are ones that leave false information versus ones that leave accurate information and Absolutely. it then filters it out even further i i need to actually do a database search in my uh, system to find out how many daffy ducks we have um <laughs> we have a ton is that the favorite uh, you know what? I don't know. You know, that's a great blog for us to do. I'm going to do that. I, I want to uh, do a <laughs> blog about what is the most common fake name uh, being used. Um, as long as you credit me in some way yes, in that blog. Yes. Okay. Lauren. <laughs> I've gotten some serious profanity, uh, some inter- very creative profanity uh, for names. So I won't repeat on the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this is this is awesome because it, it creates a laugh. I mean, it, it makes us laugh. I mean, we're here's the thing: when it comes to internet lead generation, internet leads have never been about quality. Internet leads have always been about quantity. The idea is let's get as many of these leads as we can, go through them as fast as we can to get to the few that are actually good. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Um, so when we talk about Daffy Duck, so when we really look at the average fake ratio, uh, out of a hundred leads, average fake ratio depends on a city for city basis. So Toronto uh, is going to have a higher fake ratio than uh, I would say somewhere out north and, and, and somewhere further out. Um, they're going to have a higher uh, – the, the bigger the city, the higher the fake ratio is. I don't know the reason. I would assume people that are more busy are more uh, prone to just leave fake info, just move on as much as possible. Um, but the I, average... I'd, say, I'd say it's probably because there are more sophisticated um... – consumer so to speak they understand they've been through it a lot whereas somebody in the outskirts or or a small town maybe hasn't uh been through that as much and therefore aren't as cynical towards it maybe yeah maybe they're not they're not out there looking for properties as much and maybe we're gonna have to change the way that we generate these leads on the road because we're gonna find that it's things are gonna change so whatever whatever changes we'll figure out those change in the end and we'll evolve with the people in an essence sure um you know, marketers marketers ruin everything in the end. That's always been the case. So <laughs> they do um, things until it's done to death, and then they move on. Yep. yep. And then we we find something else to concentrate on and, and move on from there. But uh, when it comes to a fake ratio, expect anywhere between, I would say, anywhere from from twenty to about sometimes even forty five percent fake ratio. Um, and believe me, they're just part of doing business. The best way for you to deal with a fake lead is to move on. 
So fake name, fake email, fake phone number, fake everything. You can't get a hold of them. Yeah. Bye-bye. Delete. Yeah. If it's if it's a fake number, uh, you've got a good email. Let the system drip on it. Let the system send them listings on a daily basis because that's what these systems that, that are out there that do proper lead generation do um, because there's a chance that they are going to respond to that email and say, I'm ready to get ready to actually buy, buy a property. Uh, but not only that, the systems that we have, when we send out listings to your client base, um, we track what they look at. So if they do look at a listing, you can see that they've been active. So you can go back into your database and say, give me all the leads that registered a year ago that have fake phone numbers but are still looking at listings. Right? You pull up 80 of them and then shoot them all a mass email. A mass email is something like, um, hey there, John, you know, I, I see you've been looking at listings for a little while. You know, I've been trying to reach out to you a few times. We didn't touch base. Um, is there something that you saw you like? You know, let me know. Give me a call. I'm always available. A quick email like that doesn't cost you anything other than the time that you invest to kind of go through those leads that are that are out there. Right, right, exactly. And that really points us to the direction of conversion. So you've got the leads now coming in. You're paying for whatever you're paying for. They're typically pay-per-click Google-style leads. Google, Facebook, they're both on a pay-per-click scale. So yeah, you've got the leads flowing in and now... You know, what do we do? How do we work the leads? How do we exactly? And I guess that depends on how you get the lead. So this type of lead, uh, we were we we're talking not about uh, like a home evaluation type of lead, but more a lead that's looking at properties. What is a, a best practices for conversion that you've seen? Because you get you know the behind the scenes of yeah. all the agents that are using your platform. Well, not just that. I did it for eight months. Right. We 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 qualified leads ourselves for eight months, um, and and looked at you know that data statistically. Not, when we did this, what was amazing for me in the data, being an analytical guy and being having a background of computer science, um, <clears throat> when we qualified the leads, we looked at the time of day the lead came in, we looked at the keyword the lead came from, um, we looked at even <laughs> from a perspective of which device they used, whether it was a Mac or a PC at that time. Um, and then when, when you look at that data over, over a large amount of data, things start to make sense. There are certain things. I'll give you an example. We had a client coming to us saying, uh, I, don't, I want to disable uh, my ads from showing from 12 a.m. over to 8 a.m. I don't want my ads running during night. Um, and I said, okay, not a problem. We went through uh, at that time and figured out three of his deals that he did were from leads that came in during that period. Um, so people who are out there looking at properties late at night, yes, you don't have the ability to contact them immediately, but they have a job most likely. They're probably a night shift, uh, nighttime worker that are that's looking at properties at 3.30 in the morning. Right. So we need to know statistically what we're doing before we make a decision. So um, when we had that data, we kind of analyzed things and figured out how do we, uh, you know, where are these leads coming from that are good, but what do we do with leads? How do we get them convert? How do we talk to them? What do, what do, they, what do we say to them? You know, when a lead comes in, how do I approach it? What's the best way for me to approach it? Um, you are not going to be able to sell a person unless you talk to them. It, it's, it's truly that simple. So what we have done um, now to make it a little bit easier for agents to reach out is we've incorporated an SMS, uh, built-in SMS platform. So when a lead comes in, our system automatically shoots them an SMS trying to get them to respond back. Um, the current response ratio to that first message is 28.5%. Out of the leads that get that first message, actually respond back. Whether the response is negative or positive, they respond back at a 28.5% response rate. Now, the best way, the only way for you to truly convert these leads is to speak to them. So the idea of, of what do I say to them, 
Um, there's so many different ways for you to talk to lead. Um, it's more of a comfort thing. How do you how do you get out there? How do you expose yourself? How do you talk to somebody who doesn't want to talk to you? Because what happens is when you call an internet lead, boom, wall goes up. I'm a realtor. You say, hey, John, this is Otto calling from so-and-so brokerage. Boom, their wall goes up. Not interested. Goodbye. Um, I was just browsing. So, you know, it's what you say to that lead to tear down that wall that's going to make a difference between you being successful with internet leads or you completely miserably failing with internet leads. Oh, hang um, on one second. What about the idea of the speed to lead concept where you need to get back to them within a certain amount of minutes or seconds? <laughs> yeah, there, there's a few different reasons. So when we go back, where that started, where that speed to lead started um, right off the bat was when we went back seven years ago, I would say. Um, the problem with internet leads back then was when we generated these leads, we didn't generate them off of them browsing listings. We generated them off of what we called squeeze pages. So what squeeze pages are is they're going through a process. We're saying, what are you looking for, Lauren? Uh, property in Thornhill. What, how much are you looking to spend? This and that much. Uh, okay, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms? They put that in. Then they get a form that says, okay, uh, fill out your contact info so you can get these listings. And they fill out the contact info. They don't get the result which is the listings. They don't get to see the listings because back then the listings weren't automated. So if you didn't contact them immediately, they're, what do you think they're doing? They're going off to the next website, filling out yet another form, yet another form. So you didn't want them to fill out too many forms. You wanted to provide them with, with immediate value. Now what's changed over the, over the last little while is that uh, people are getting the immediate result, meaning that when I look for listings in Mississauga, um, and I'm browsing through a website that currently has listings in Mississauga, my need for what I look for, look for has actually been fulfilled. It's been met. So I don't necessarily at a large basis go start browsing through other websites right away. What I do do is uh, later on the next day when I look at listings again, I'm going to probably go back to Google again and start looking for listings again. Now, what we do to, to assist with that is when you come to our website looking for listings in Mississauga and you register – our system will automatically, based on what you looked at on the website, set you up on a prospect match and they'll start sending you listings on a daily basis as they come out of that area, trying to reel you back constantly to our website. So um, now, what th that's the automated kind of procedures that we do for the leads. But when we reach out, essentially, when we call these leads, we're trying to find out two things, motivation and timeline. That's the only thing that I want to know. So when I get that lead, um, I want to know why are you moving and when are you looking to move? That's going to tell me how much I should contact you. That's going to tell me where I should place you in my follow-up process. So do I need to call you on a weekly basis to get you to, to talk to me or do I need to call you six months from now because you just started looking, right? Um, and then how you extract that information out of them is the most important crucial thing, again, because of the fact that most of these leads are at the very beginning stage of that buying process. And Anything I say to them is just going to push them away more. So I need to know before I start pushing you away, I need to know what I can say to you. So I need to find out those two things before I can start saying the other things that I need to say. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes absolute sense. So what would be a, a good example of you call somebody, they, a lead comes in, you call them. Now what? Hi, I'm so-and-so. Yeah. Let's do a quick, uh, quick uh, rundown. So, um, I've got a lead that, kind of, that came in just now, and then they looked at some properties in Mississauga. Um, I, I'm going to give them a call and say, hey, Lauren, this is Otto calling from so-and-so. Hey, listen, I, I know you were on my website looking through some listings, um, um, and I see you looking for a property in Mississauga in that, 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 that price range. 
Lauren, let me do your favor. Instead of you going back to these websites all the time and starting to browse through listings, let me set you up on a prospect match that matches exactly what you're looking for so you can consistently get new listings as they're coming out. How's that sound to you? Right, so it's, okay. it's, it's something that, it's something that I'm, I'm willing to offer you. So you came to my website, think about it, looking for listings in Mississauga. I'm not calling to sell you. I'm not calling to get you into my office. I'm not calling to, to ask you anything. I'm calling you offering to help and offering my assistance to help you out. That's one way of doing it. Um, and then as I progressively speak to you, uh, perfect. So tell me, you know, how many bedrooms are you looking for? Are you, you got a family? Yeah, three bedrooms. Nice. Uh, is your, uh, you know, how old are your kids? Uh, five and ten. Okay. Uh, you're, you're, uh, I was hoping you were going to say they're, they're ready for college. <laughs> <laughs> they're ready to go. It would have made my life easier because I would have known your timeline where motivation a lot of times, you know, if they're moving closer to college, you know, when the kids are going to college. But through a conversation, you don't need to specifically ask, Lauren, why are you looking to buy? Or Lauren, when are you looking to buy? Um, I can find that out through a conversation I'm having with you just by trying to set you up on a prospect match, right? So if I if I'm if I'm inquiring about your family, how many homes you need, I can start getting into kind of the process. What do you like? Is there is there something your family likes to be around the property? Um, you know, or do you like parks? Do you like certain things? And as you get into this conversation, you will be surprised what kind of information people start revealing. Uh, that's that's one way of doing it. That's a more of a pulled back approach. Uh, if you're not comfortable pushing people, then you can certainly utilize that. Um, there are better, better approaches that, that are out there where you're actually pushing for that information and you're extracting it by asking the questions. Um, and the best way to find that is uh, there is a, a lady called uh, Beverly Ruffner who we've actually started utilizing where she calls leads. She live does leads for her clients to kind of show them how to qualify these leads. And we also have that on our YouTube channel uh, where we've cut up like 20 minutes of her conversations with leads. And she just gets out and asks the person point blank, you know, uh, questions. And then it's so, so surprised to see people just answer these questions and then, you know, and, and the way she speaks. But she's also a very high energy person, um, very energetic on the phone. So it, it kind of, you have to figure out what matches your style. Yeah. What your style, your you personality. Like. Yeah. What are you, what are you kind of, I'm not saying be comfortable on the phone because you do have to get out of your comfort zone, but at the same time, try to be comfortable in what you're doing because you might be a little bit more successful with it. All right. There's excellent. definitely a few different ways. Now your YouTube channel, how can people find that? Ooh, good I question. guess maybe just do a search on Agent Locator um, on YouTube. I think <laughs> it's actually if you search for my name. So if you search for Auto uh, Topuz, so A D O T O P U Z on YouTube, I think it's actually under my personal name rather than the company name. Okay. It's funny that you're the first guy to ask me that. Um, I'm very detail oriented. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure people can find what you're talking about because it is a good resource. I have seen several of those videos and they are uh, very good. You can learn a lot from watching them and listening. Okay, fantastic. So that's a little bit of conversion. Now, let's say you're talking to somebody and like you said, you're not trying to get them in the office necessarily. You're trying to set them up on something, offer them something of value. Um, most people aren't going to want to jump right away. So at that point, then what you set them up on, uh, ongoing listings and you keep in touch somehow. Yeah. So you, you definitely have to have a CRM system, um, to, to be able, well, you don't have to have a CRM system to be able to keep up with a lot of leads. If you're doing internet lead generation, you're generating at least 50 to 60 leads a month. Um, and it's going to be easy in the first month, but it's going to get hard as sixth, seventh, eighth months start to progress because you're going to fall and miss out on the leads from before. So you have to have some kind of system in order to do this. Um, 
there's there's a lot of systems out there. Um, there is what is that one? Realty Juggler is like 99 bucks a year. Um, that's that's a really decent uh, CRM system for a very cheap price. Um, definitely use that. In the end, use an Excel sheet. If 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 you don't have money to spend, um, if you don't have money to spend, you shouldn't be getting internet leads. Uh, in, in fact, never. Uh, if you don't have money to spend, why are you paying? for leads that you can generate on your own by cold calling or different forms of of speaking to people getting out there and getting in front of people right yes i keep saying cold calling because i like cold calling. i know that (laughs) i don't like cold calling in fact i hate cold calling but it's the most appropriate way for me to meet people that i want to sell rather than meeting them on the street yeah yeah okay fantastic now let's talk about budget for a minute um because as you said online leads has never been about quality it's been about quantity Yep. Because there's so much crap that you have to filter through <laughs> uh, to get to the good ones. The conversion yep. rates, the industry standards are what, 1% to 2%? 1, 1.5%. I would say when you first get into internet leads within your first year, you're going to be converting. Let's say let's lower it down to 1%. Let's say that 1% sure. is kind of the cap you're going to be able to get within your first year. Um, and as you get into your second year and your third year, what ends up happening is you have a rollover period. So what I mean by rollover period is uh, two things. First thing is... The leads that you get from your first year, within 12 months, you should be converting at least one out of 100 leads that you get. And as you get into your second year, you're still going to get 100 leads. So you're going to get one out of those 100, but you should be converting at least another 1% of your previous year leads. So now your year two, you're converting at 2%. And these are leads that you've been incubating for for that year and that are now ready to act. Correct. If, if you haven't been doing anything with these leads uh, into, into, in that incubation period, nothing is going to happen from these past leads ever. Uh, because and, and what I mean by incubation is you need to have listings going out to them and you need to have some kind of reach out to them on, on you know, whether it be once every six months, once every three months, shoot them an email based on their activity. So look through those leads that have been active in the last six months um, that you haven't made contact with it or even have made contact with and shoot them an email of value. Uh, another really interesting thing when it comes to going back to conversion that I've seen agents do with video, um, it's really cool. And what they're doing is they're jumping on our website, looking at the properties that the leads have looked at um, and then get, making a comment about one of those properties. So for example, um, there was uh, an agent that went on, looked at a property. Uh, the client looked at a property four times. He had never spoken to that lead before. And then he noticed that one of the properties they looked at was an older kitchen. So he made a video uh, for that lead saying, hey, John, just wanted to give you a quick uh, note. I noticed that you looked at this property a few times. I just wanted to tell you that this kitchen is a little bit older, and I know this because uh, the cabinets are lower. Typically, newer properties or newer, uh, newer kitchens, the, the cabinets are much higher. So I know that it looks like a new kitchen, but it was redone. I just wanted to let you know that is a really old kitchen. You know, just wanted to provide some value to you. Sent that video off to them. The response, that lead, the next day was, hey, when can we, when can we meet for coffee? So if we analyze what happened there and analyze the psychology of that individual lead, when they received that email with that video from that agent, they said, I'm, I'm assuming they said to themselves, I don't think we can do this search on our own because this guy clearly knows things that we can't see. If he's been able to see that from a picture, what else are we missing? Um, and he ended up actually in the closing that lead uh, off, uh, just off of that video, surprised you that he sent off. So there's, there's so many different things. Honestly, the, the best way 
is be yourself, make a connection, provide value uh, consistently. Don't provide value to those people that don't want the value. If they don't, <laughs> don't yeah, force yourself on people. <laughs> yeah, don't provide value to those that truly don't give a damn. Uh, the ones that do and are constantly looking at listings, go to them, shoot some value off to them every now and then. Give them some information that they typically can't get on their own. You know, find out is that property overvalued. Is it overvalued because you know there's been property sold in that area? Shoot them an email saying, hey, John, just want to let you know, you know, this property is a little bit overvalued at the moment. I know you looked at it a few times, but I just thought I'd let you know because, you know, because of the past historical sales in that area. There, there's a great reason for them to contact you back. All right. So rather than some sort of drip system where you're constantly sending them something every week, every month or whatever, um, reach out based on their activity. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. It would be so much more valuable um, because it's it's actually it's it's meant for them and it's these videos that I'm talking about. Have, do you use Screencast-O-Matic yourself? Uh, something similar. Yeah, it's it's a similar software. So Screencast-O-Matic or any any of these softwares that are out there that that are make it easy. What it allows you to do is literally in a 60 second time span, I can make a video and upload it to YouTube and get a link that I can send to my client in 60 seconds. It is really, truly that simple. So, uh, you know, people get scared of videos. They're, oh, I don't want to be in video. I don't want to be on camera. You don't have to be on camera. You can just be recording your screen as well and talking. So there's just so many different ways and so many easier ways for you to uh, manage manage your, your lead conversion. So now going back to the, to the lead conversion aspect of it, so what percent of leads end up converting? You know, again, if you're cultivating your database, if you're working your database, your first year – you let's say convert 1% out of, out of 100 leads, so you get one deal out of 100. Your next year, you're converting a 1% out of those 100 as well. So you're gonna convert also 1% from the previous year, that's 2%. In your third year, you should have another rollover period from both of these, um, and then you should be converting at, at, at an even higher level. But not only that, Lauren, but as you progressively get throughout the years, you're learning how to work these leads. You're learning how to work even these new leads that you get. So you're getting a better conversion rate. You're not getting a 1% conversion rate on the new leads. You're getting a better conversion rate. Um, and every year that you do this, it just becomes easier and easier and easier. You understand it more. Um, and yeah, that's... So that's that's basically the game right there. So let's use those, those numbers and, and run through a scenario. 1%, that's conservative. 1% for your first year, uh, depending on where you live, is really going to dictate how much it costs per lead, right? Yeah, so we've seen uh, the cost per lead span from anywhere from like 2 bucks a lead up to, let's say, 15 bucks a lead. Okay. So there's, $2 there's, $2 been area, there's been areas actually even more expensive per lead. Uh, there, there's been areas where the cost per click is so high, uh, Durham region is, is fairly significantly higher. Um, so some areas that even more than 15 bucks a lead, and I haven't honestly looked at the cost per lead in a little while, so I'm not involved in that aspect of it at the moment, sure. but let, let's say, let's say even more expensive. Let's say that you could have a cost per lead of about 25 bucks a lead in certain cases. Wow. Okay. So anywhere from $2 to $25, depending on your specific market area. Yep. Okay. And you're paying for a certain amount of leads. It would take, if you're using the 1% scenario to use easy numbers, 100 leads to get that one deal. Right. So if you're paying twenty five dollars per lead to use the most extreme example that we can think of right now, um, then you're then paying twenty five hundred bucks per deal. Yeah. But hopefully that deal is worth a lot more than that. Uh, of course. I mean, yeah. I mean if, if it's a two hundred thousand dollar deal and you're making a couple percent on it, then. Eh. But uh, 
most of the well, time it's here, not. Here's the other way that I would look at it. Even if it's a two hundred thousand dollar deal, um, and I've 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 made even some of my money back, I've learned so much through that process. And the cost of of me learning and the value of me learning of what I'm doing is more value to me than than the money that I would would have lost. And that, that sometimes agents don't see that. Sometimes agents don't value the time that they're investing to really learn this because with anything. Um, you know, somebody can tell you this. I'm telling everybody here right now. We're talking about this right now. But until you do it yourself, it's not the same. And at, when when you go through that process yourself, and when you see the problems, when you see how to deal with those problems on your own, you get to learn things. And if I can learn on something that doesn't cost me anything, meaning in the end, even if I had to pay a thousand bucks in my expense to learn this, I would find that valuable, and I would find something that that's that's something that can make me money down the road. Because then your conversions go up and, and your experience is um, much greater because of it. Yeah, and you're, you're setting yourself up for success because, I mean, you, you have the ability to, to, to use that knowledge towards something that's, that's much greater. I mean, I'll give you one example of, um, I think, at the highest level of, of, of internet lead generation and conversion. So there, there's a few teams out there that um, they don't do any property showings whatsoever. Zero. All they do is they cultivate the leads, they get the leads in, and they they figured out the conversion process so well, they have it packed down so well, they have a bunch of people working on conversion. Uh, they're spending, one client is spending over $30,000 a month on internet lead generation, and they're passing those leads directly into different cities. So they, they're not just concentrated on Mississauga, if they're based out of there, or Calgary, they're doing it everywhere. Now, what's interesting, since we have went into the States, uh, they followed us into the States. And are doing the same thing from Canada for U.S. agents. All they did is they figured out a way how to convert these leads. And now they're setting up uh, uh, direct relationships to offices in those areas to pass leads onto those agents. And getting referral and, fees. Getting, getting referral fees, yeah. Interesting business model. Yeah. That's at the highest level of, of conversion. That's that's I've figured out this whole game of converting these internet leads. I know exactly what to do. I don't necessarily need to even go out there to sell these properties myself. Uh, I'm just going to get as many as I can, go through the process, and 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 get referral fees out of them. Wow. Well, that that's one way of doing business for sure. Okay. Interesting. So, um, is there anything that you feel like we haven't covered that would benefit uh, the person that uh, that's listening to this show? Yeah, I think I think one other aspect when it comes to internet, uh, there there's a lot of agents out there who are uh, mostly branded style agents. So when I say branded style agents, I mean these are guys that absolutely hate internet leads. And in fact, you guys should never get into internet leads, primarily because your business is good enough without it, and there's no point of you going into internet leads at all. Uh, but there is things that they can do as well. There are um, marketing techniques, marketing campaigns, like for example, uh, I call it digital farming. Um, you can go to Facebook and say, you know, this farm route, farm area that I have that I typically send my flyers to, I want them to start also seeing ads on Facebook uh, for me and do it smart way. You know, start showing them what the property values in those areas are, uh, what sold prices are. Start getting some leads from there because that is, again, your, 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 that's your area. That's an area where you've been farming your, 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 you know, probably your entire uh, life. So this so, is branded, meaning you've already established yourself in the community. They know who you are. You are a known entity, and that's what you're yeah. referring to. Somebody who's doing farming, somebody who's been doing farming in the area for a while, um, where you're sending out print flyers, you've got your bus shelter ads in the area. You could follow with that same style of advertising online, 
where you're not really doing lead generation, you're not working with internet leads, we're just following, we just want our ads to also now be appearing to those that live in that specific area online, not just when you're passing by the bus shelter. Right. That's our concept. Now, do you, uh, a lot of people don't know this actually. Um, how Facebook knows where you live um, is really simple. None of us have actually gone to Facebook and said, I, my address is on this, this, and that. Right. However, Facebook knows where you sleep, right? So you have your app installed. <laughs> how comforting. <laughs> <laughs> So they have your app, you have their app installed on your phone. They know where you sleep. They know where you go. So they know where you live. So that's how they serve ads to you based on where you sleep at night, literally. Um, so that's how we can say, I want to advertise to only people who live in that specific coordinate. Um, and I want them to see these specific ads. Another thing that's interesting that I've, that I've seen people do, uh, well, that we've done for clients, um, they wanted to do a funky campaign on Facebook. So one of the things that we came up with um, was to people who raised their hand saying, I got engaged recently. Um, we created an ad that said, isn't it time to move out of your mother's house? Um, <laughs> and then advertise that to all the people in that city who've actually said they recently got engaged. It was an inter interesting campaign. Honestly, I haven't, I haven't followed up to find out what they've done with it, but that's just another way to kind of get a group of people. If you typically work with people who are first time buyers, that's that's one interesting way for you to acquire. Users. I'd love to know the response rate on that one for sure, and the conversions. That would be very interesting. Yeah, uh, honestly, I'll try to find out. Uh, sometimes they don't really know themselves because they don't sure. track conversion long enough. Because if they don't report back conversion to us, um, and if they haven't tracked it on their own, it, it becomes a lost cause. Um, and that's I'm not sure if you know how much time we have for finalizing. That's one last point that I want to make that I have seen agents fail miserably at is tracking where your business comes from. If if you are going to get into business and not know where your business is coming from, you are going to continuously pay for all the services that you've been paying for your entire life because you will have no idea which of those services you have is actually making you money. Right. And how would you suggest tracking all of that information? A CRM of some sort. Uh, you, you have to have the leads that come in um, marked when you do a sale with any, any one of them, the, the one thing, the only thing truthfully that I want to know from every lead that's going to make a direct result for me is where did that lead come from in the end? What was the source of that lead where it came in? Because if I look at my past sales over the last eight years that we we've been in business, I know to, to, to the dot, every sale where it came from. I know where you came from. I know where every other one of our clients has come from. And I know what which marketing campaigns we had out there actually worked. So if I can say, I want to pull up 2016, and I say I want to pull up all the spots where I spent money, and not only that, but I want to see how many leads did that money generate for us, and then how many of those clients did we actually sell, I can do that within a few clicks of a button through my database. And that's the same thing that you guys should be doing. You know, if if you've got a pay-per-click campaign going on Google, if you've got a, a Facebook ad, if you've got a listing. Uh, ad on Facebook that, that you've got a listing from, and those are being driven into your CRM, mark them as such. Mark the sources as such so that you know in the end of the year, I've spent X amount of dollars, and then I have made X amount of money from those leads. That's key. Mark the source. When In any CRM, you're going to have something that says source of lead, and you want to tell them it came from farming, it came from flyers, it came from a referral from a past client, it came from you know online lead anywhere, but that's the key to really knowing where your business is coming from and what you should be investing more into. Absolutely. And then that, that's going to tell you also, you know, at the end of at the end of a specific year, when you're trying to figure out what services do I cancel, um, 
that's going to tell you what services you, sh you should you should truthfully cancel. And I know I know a few of our clients that are doing this, and the 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 ones that are doing it are honestly they're doing incredibly well. Um, they they continuously on an annual basis they look for new sources. They look for they try out a service. Um, in fact, uh, uh, one of the best clients that I've had. Uh, said me, to me thank you no <laughs> go ahead <laughs> he said this to me he said uh i don't i don't know how these internet leads work uh i'm gonna give you five thousand bucks if this works i'm gonna give you more if it doesn't i'm not gonna give it to you anymore that was that was the 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 result of of a long time relationship that we've had now um but at the same time the money when he gave me that money i needed to ensure that he knows exactly what they're supposed to do with those leads so they can make it work um, but in the end, it, you just know your sources, know where your money is going, know where your money is, uh, know what money is making you money. Fantastic. Now, one final question. When someone is going out there and they want to engage a, a service provider, um, maybe what are some questions that they should be asking them? <sighs> Good question. Mm. It's hard the green is all the the grass is always greener on the other side, and this is something that you know. This is something that I've been told for the longest time. And until you actually get on that grass, you don't know what it's like. Um, and it's hard for you to, from a customer service perspective, um, it's hard for you to know what their customer service is like until you actually become a client. So that's one thing that would be great to know. Um, one way to know is to maybe call or, or post on a Facebook group asking what's this service provider like. Has anybody used a service provider before? Forums, yes, absolutely. And I would agree. Customer service is a big deal when it comes to anything, but especially uh, someone that's going to be your web website provider. Yeah, there, there's, you know, it's, it's very important. So that, that's, that's I, think, I think, one thing is, is look at their reviews. Look at Google. Um, if they don't have Google reviews, there's a reason. There's a reason why they've removed it. Like, you know, if, if I Google a specific company name and if I don't see their business page on there, they've probably removed that business page because they had a lot of negative reviews. So that's one indicator for me. Uh, check the BBB, the Better Business Bureau, even though I completely dislike that organization and dislike how they work <laughs> and dislike how they stand uh, because it's, it's actually entirely driven by money because if I pay to remo remove that negative review, it can be removed. Uh, that cannot be done with Google, just so you guys know. Uh, with Google, it's, it is it – is, We've had to this date, the one bad review that we have is from somebody who I have no idea who it is. It's not even a client. And in Isn't fact, that funny? I have the same thing on my Facebook page. I've never met this person, never spoken to this person. I don't know anybody that knows this person, yet they decided to leave a three out of five star review. <laughs> Facebook is easier. Facebook is easier, and I'll tell you why it's easier, um, because you can actually contact the person. On Google, there's no way you actually right. reach out to that person. So we've had that on Facebook. In fact, an older man from, from Texas somewhere, I don't even know how, he, he just gave us a one-star review. So I, I messaged him saying, uh, hey, Tom, uh, listen, I am so sorry. I don't know what we did to, to you know, uh, get that one-star rating. I am so sorry that, that, that you know, whatever we did. I, you might have done it by mistake because we're a real estate company in Canada. Uh, your review is hurting my business. Um, I have a family of three kids. I would truly appreciate it if you, at least you had a chat with me about this so we can get it removed uh, or if I can fix it in some way if we did something. Respond like that to somebody on Facebook and honestly 99% of the time if it's a normal human being are, going to, key. <laughs> <laughs> are going to respond back with, with something positive. Uh, what, it, what you should never do is respond with, with anger. Why did you post right. a battery on my page? It's the most 
uh, put yourself in their shoes. Um, you know, how would you respond to yeah. a response like that? That'll never uh, end gotta, well. No, come at them with passion. Come at them as much as passion as you can. Bring in your family. Say who you are. You know, they're, they're going to have some sympathy. And in, 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 again, you know, this is a review from somebody who you don't even know. This is not a legit review. Um, if it's a review where you've received a legit review in a negative fashion, honestly, things happen. Um, we've, we've made many mistakes as a company. Um, it's, it's not that we're not going to make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes because we're human. It's what you do about those mistakes in the end that's going to result in who you are as a person and who you are as a company. Um, so if you do get that negative review, respond with, with a, a, be apologetic um, and actually reach out to that client in the end and, and try to fix it. Not asking them to remove that review, um, actually trying to fix the issue, which every way possible that, that's been caused. And that's, I think, that one of the best ways that you can try to approach uh, on Facebook. On Google, uh, if you don't know who it is, you, you can't even you can't even get on their sympathy that's side. It's just a random thing. Well, listen, that's some great insight to to deal with reviews as well. That was unexpected and uh, definitely valuable. So thank you. So uh, in the end, the takeaway is if you're looking for a service provider, find forums on Facebook, online, see what the reviews are, what other people have to say about them, call them up, do a live demo. Most of them go ahead and do that, I, right? Speak yep. to the people, get the sense of what's going on, and uh, and there you go. So, and also one other thing, one other thing that I'll add in is, is create a list of what's the most important things to you. You know, what are you looking for in a provider? Uh, and, and, and a lot of times agents don't even know what they're looking for in a provider, but really think deep down, what are you going to use this website for? Um, how is this going to help you? Are you going to use this website and, and write those things down that you absolutely need functionality that you absolutely need and functionality that might be nice to have. Um, and then reach out to those providers to find out what is it that their service offers to you based on the, what you need. Perfect. Thank you so much for taking the time. We definitely went over today, but there was a lot of uh, content, and I really appreciate you uh, sharing all of it with us. No worries. Thank you so much, Lauren. I really appreciate your time as well. If you ever need anything from me, you know where to find me. Absolutely. Remember, you're number one, the first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> all right. Take awesome. care. Thanks a lot. Right. Thanks, Lauren. Bye, Bye. for now. Hey, everybody out there in podcast land. I just wanted to say thank you so much. I truly appreciate you for your support and for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share this all over social media, and especially share it with a realtor that you know that might be having a difficult time finding their own path to success. I'll see you on the next episode.